Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. I'm immune. But other people. Praise God. All right. Well, amen. Happy Sunday. Amen. And uh, if I could get the track lights turned down a little bit. And uh, we trust that the Lord has been as good to you as he has been to me this last week. I'm uh, just for fun, right? I'm going to ask a couple of photos. We had a, had a uh, couple come in with uh, their grandson, actually. This is a family that I met in Nogales, Mexico, just a few years ago. And they are here visiting uh, their son, the gentleman there that uh, my hand is on his shoulder. He, uh, uh, he lives here, and they're visiting him. They'll, they'll be back with us, he said, in probably about a month, somewhere in that area, and uh, that was a that was quite an experience. Let me tell you, they call it. You know what they call Nogales, Mexico, Little Hell. It is quite the place. Anyway, you pray for that family. That is the Tol Tolana family. Amen. All right, and then one more time, if you put the other one up there, I hope they got the right caption. There you go. Six years ago today, May 22, I took you to Mount Everest. There you go. I know, that's a fake photo, right? I mean, come on. There you are. Amen. One side of that banner, back sister Beth Smith made that for me. One side of it says Tower of Pentecost, and the flip side says Kennewick High School, class of 72. So, all right, uh, we're going to call your attention to the uh, book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter number 4, and uh, we're going to read verses 46 through 54, and uh, have a thought that I certainly do want to share with us here today, amen. John 4, 46 through 54. Maybe I didn't give them those scriptures. I thought I did, but maybe I didn't. Here we go. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. How many of you had a drink of that, right? Amen. And there was a certain nobleman. That means he was a, a, a royal something to do with government for the most part, and whose son was sick at Capernaum, verse 47, and when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him or begged him or implored him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. 
Then he then said Jesus unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down, lest my child die. Jesus said unto him, Go your way, your son lives. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend or get better. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. Verse 53, So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son lives, and himself believed in his whole house. And verse number 54, this again, the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. And uh, you could, there are so many different titles you could put on this, but we're simply going to call it the second greatest miracle. I'm going to ask you, if you would, if you'd lift your heart to the Lord, amen, and uh, appreciate each and every one of you here today, but we got to be here for all the right reasons. We've worshiped Him, we've heard a good lesson, and now we want to be touched by His Word, we want the Holy Ghost to minister to us, we want the Word of the Lord to draw us closer to Him. How many of you feel the need to be drawn closer to, to him? Amen. So we're going to ask you to lift your heart one more time here. Heavenly Father, we are so very thankful for this assembly that you have guided, Lord, to this meeting place. This is, Lord, a sanctuary that has been dedicated, amen, to your name, Lord. Everything that we do is for your glory. We pray that you would be here in the midst of us in a marvelous way here today, and that you would anoint us and help us to speak your word. Amen. And we promise you that we'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. The second greatest miracle. The greatest miracle is found in John 2.11. And that is the beginning, the Bible says, the beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. I want you to hang on to that for just a moment. This is where he began to show his glory to the world. That's the greatest miracle there has ever been when God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Amen? <clears throat> it says, and his disciples believed on him. This first miracle, we know the story. Jesus was invited to the wedding. They wanted wine. Jesus' mother said, they have no wine. She said, son, they got no wine. Jesus' reply, and you will have to read it. I don't have time to read the entire story, but I am just summarizing it here. 
Jesus said that his hour was not yet. He said, woman, what have I to do with you? My hour's not come yet. His hour was getting close. And then she responded by this, whatever he tells you to do, do it. You see, the reality is that Mary was the only person in the universe. That's just in case there are, you know, people on Pluto or somewhere. If there are, they have the same God. But Mary was the only person that was 100% without doubt that her son was the miraculous Messiah. There was no doubt in her mind. You understand, right? And she had been waiting 30 years for Jesus to manifest His glory because she knew who He was. She had been waiting a long time. Now, I don't know about you, but if you were the mother and Jesus was your son, and from whatever age to whatever age, there were probably some times when she kind of leaned over. She said, you know, you could do something about this. Could he or could he not? Could he or could he not? Was he in fact God enrobed in flesh or was he not God enrobed in flesh? And so she had been waiting a long time. And I don't know, maybe they had a conversation prior to the wedding. She probably knew from the law and uh, things that, according to the Levitical priesthood, 30 was a very prominent age for, for men to enter into the priesthood. And so she probably knew that something was fixing to happen pretty soon. And there is a good chance his stepfather... Joseph was already dead. So he was not there to see his son in action. Finally, Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but something in me believes that he had at least, well, to a greater degree, to a greater level. He was, had been looking forward to this day for a very long time. If you can imagine for just a moment that that was the eternal God that has no beginning and has no ending. So you tell me, how many years had he waited for that day to begin to manifest His glory inside of the world. And so, He tells the servants, fill the water pots with water. They filled them to the brim. He said, draw out now and take it to the governor of the feast, that was the MC or whatever you would put title you want to put on him, and we're told that when the governor tasted the water that was made into wine, 
He simply said, whoa, to the groom. He said, wow, you have kept the good wine until now. Now, we could spend a couple of minutes on that and bring out a couple of points as to what made it so special, whether it was fermented wine or wasn't wine. One thing for sure, one of the things that I believe wholeheartedly that he was trying to tell you and I that he lives in a realm in a spiritual atmosphere where there is no time element. In other words, things that take a long time to make, it doesn't take him a long time to make. The wine that possibly had been sitting around and sometimes, I, I'm not a wine bibber, okay? But the only, no, I won't go there. But they, the good wine, they tell me takes, I don't know, 30 years to make or something. I want you to understand that in creation, when he built the mountains and when he built the animals, they did not have to grow. It didn't take them a thousand years to get there. He simply spoke them into existence because he's God. And when he said, he, when he told them to draw water, draw, fill those water pots, he didn't have to wait a couple of years for the juice or the wine to ferment or whatever and to turn into the good stuff. All they had to do was to draw it out and they said, whoa, this is really good stuff. I mean, if he's God, then he's God. And if he's God, Brother Larry, it don't matter to him if it takes you five years to do something. In his realm, a miracle can take place instantaneously. You don't got to go through chemo. You don't got to go through drug rehab. When he speaks to you and when he says you're healed, then you're healed. This was the beginning of miracles Jesus did. And he began to manifest his glory and his disciples believed on him. Manifest. To make clear or evident to the eye or understanding. To prove beyond doubt or question. Glory. A lot of different Definitions possibly, but here for the most part, it means magnificence or awesome splendor or one state of greatness. The glory of God is the invisible qualities, character, and attributes of God displayed in a visible or knowable way. Isaiah 6.3, Isaiah said, hey world, the whole earth is full of His glory. You can't walk outside. The book of Romans tells us that even the Godhead can be understood. You walk outside. What a, what a, what a bummer it would be in life to walk outside and look at the stars and not know the God that put them there. And not to know, and, and 
and not to understand that however many billions, 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 the writer says he calls them all by their name. And then he goes on to say that he knows who I am and he even knows the location and the number of hairs on my head. That's the God that we serve. He's a big, he is big, he's magnificent, he is glorious. And this is when he began, he began to manifest his glory. He appeared to Abraham in a theophany. You know, he appears to Moses and all Israel on Mount Sinai. Whoa, the glory of God appeared on top of that mountain. And that mountain started to quake and it started to move and smoke and fire. And the people said, Moses, you go up there. We're going to be right down here. But that wasn't good enough for Moses. Exodus 33 and 18, Moses prayed and he said, Lord, I would like you to show me your glory. Think about that for a moment now. I mean, Moses had saw a lot in Egypt. He said, show me your glory, God. And the Lord said, well, there is a place by me. Listen to this in verse number 21. He, the Lord speaks. He says, Moses, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. When my glory passes by... I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and thou shalt stand upon the rock. You will see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Whoa. Now, I don't know exactly what he saw. Maybe Bible scholars can help me out here. I don't know. But he said, Lord, show me your glory. Then in we find God says, build me a tabernacle, and I'll meet with you there. Exodus 40, cloud covered the tent of the congregation. They'd built that tabernacle. Bible says the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was not able to go inside because, because of the glory of God. That's what it says. You can read it if you like. And it goes on. It says that the cloud, okay, the cloud was their guide to move or to wait. It was a cloud by day and a fire by night throughout all of their journeys. Second Chronicles 7.1, they moved from the tabernacle to the temple. And when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and we're told that the glory of the Lord filled the house. The Lord is here today. And if we're, if we're here today and we don't believe that, then we need another dip. We need another dip in the Holy Ghost. We need another dip in the Word of God. 
We need another, another dip in our relationship because the Lord is present right here today to do anything that you will can believe him to do if you have the faith to believe it. He can do it. I would have liked to have been there at the dedication of Solomon's temple. We know that prayer. First Chronicles 7. Oof. Then Ezekiel. Oof. Ezekiel 10. God takes a look inside and doesn't like what he sees going on in there. You can read it. Ezekiel then sees the glory of God departing from the temple. Are you with me still? Chapter number 43, he sees the glory return by way of the eastern gate, and the glory of the Lord filled the house again. This would be fulfilled on Palm Sunday as Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. That greatest miracle of all time was when God became a man and dwelt among us and we beheld the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When God became a man, oh, that was the greatest miracle that has ever occurred. This is really just for information here. A.D. 1540, the eastern gate was sealed off and remains sealed off today. This is their attempt at preventing Bible prophecy from being fulfilled. I've been there. The gates, it's stone cold shut. But I want you to know, Ezekiel 44 Talks about that. Most commentators agree on this. Ezekiel says, This gate shall be shut. It shall not be opened because the Lord God entered it. Talking possibly about the triumphal entry. The greatest miracle was when God began to manifest himself to the world. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. He was in the world, and the world, listen carefully, He was in the world, the God-man. He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. You and I know Him because we believe that the first miracle was when he began to manifest his glory in human form at the wedding of Cana of Galilee and people believed on him because they could see him. And the word was made flesh. We can never get a hold of that in the power that it is, really. We can really, Brother Kelly, we'll never get our, our heads around that. The Word, eternal Word, that, would, that everything that you see, invisible and visible, 
everything came from the eternal word and then that word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the eternal God that has been alive for you tell me how many years and it wasn't until he became a man that he began to manifest his glory in a way that you and I could connect with the character of God. The glory of God is the invisible made visible through looking at Jesus. The writer Colossians in whom we have redemption all through His blood. We have redemption through His blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. Your sins will never be washed away unless you are covered by the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. There is only one covering. It's the blood. Who is the image of the invisible God. The glory of God is the invisible, made visible through looking at Jesus. He would go on to say, For it pleased the Father that in Him should all dwell, us, all fullness dwell. Hebrews 1 and 3 from the Amplified Edition, the Son is the radiance and only expression of the glory of our awesome God reflecting God's Shekinah glory. What we know about God can be seen most clearly in Jesus Christ. What we know about Christ can be seen most clearly in the Word of God. One man writes, The glory of God comes to its magnificent expression in the life, the death, the resurrection, and the ascension. That's the glory of God. Second miracle. Jesus returns to Cana where he had turned the water into wine. We don't know the length of time. There was a certain nobleman whose son was sick. Amplified version says a nobleman was a royal official. The travel distance between Cana and Capernaum is about 16 miles. When this nobleman heard that Jesus had returned to Cana, he went to meet him and he implored him to come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. We can only imagine the town gossip that had been going around since the wedding when Jesus had turned the water into wine. Those six water pots were approximately 150 gallons, they tell me. So they had they were they were talking they nobody had ever tasted wine like that, you understand. They were talking about it. So somewhere along the line, this nobleman, listen, some people are drawn to God by his glory, by the manifestation of the drawing of his spirit. 
And then there are some, they are drawn to Him because of an urgent need in their life or somebody that they're connected to. This man heard. He heard it. But listen carefully here. I wonder if the words of Mary had made the rounds in the hearing of those people. I wonder if part of the conversation of that wedding party as they went out in their separate ways, I wonder if they said, hey, did you hear though what his mother said before he told them to fill those water pots? She said, and maybe it was one of the servants, she told me, whatever he tells you to do, do it. So maybe, maybe this nobleman Maybe he had heard that part of the conversation. We don't know. What we do know is that something clicked inside of him and said, you know what? I am going to go and visit this man called Jesus, and I'm going to ask him at least. At least I'm going to ask him. Sister Kathleen and I used to go to the juvenile home quite often, matter of fact. For a long time, matter of fact. Before I got my license, matter of fact. And we used to we used to ask those young men in there and young ladies, they were incarcerated. We said, if you had an opportunity to have the reason you're in here, if it was to be wiped clean as if it never happened before, ever happened. How many of you would like that opportunity? You understand? What what is the drawback from you asking? I know you. I I know him in the power of his word and in the power of His Spirit. Why would I not at least ask Him for whatever it is that I need? And we would ask Him, and every hand would go up. I said, well, you're in the right place then. And I have the right answer for you. Brother Jeff, you're right. Got to sell the message. Bible says, how's it go? It says, buy the gospel, sell it not, or something like that. But you, 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 are, you are a salesman for the gospel. Yes, you are. And sometimes, listen, the, you can never over-exaggerate the potential of believing that he is God. You'll never over-exaggerate how magnificent He is. You cannot over-exaggerate how awesome He is and how powerful He is. Try it. You can't do it. So I wonder if that was part of the conversation. Whatever He tells you to do, do it. Whatever He tells you to do. Jesus said, 
Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. Listen. We don't, listen. The signs and wonders follow us. We don't follow the signs and the wonders. If you are in that group, the Bible lets me know that one of these days, there will be, whether it's happened or not happened, there's debate, there will be a great falling away because there will come a master deceiver. The Bible says that he will even be able to call fire down from the sky and deceive many. Did I read that right? Am I in the book? We don't follow signs and wonders. We don't follow the man. We follow Jesus. We follow Him. And if He so chooses for signs and wonders to occur, then they will follow you and they will follow us. But we're not following them. Jesus said, unless you see it, he says, unless you see a miracle, you're not going to believe. And simply this. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. It don't matter how, listen to me, listen to me. I, I have, even from my, you know, when I was out in the world and, you know, doing the thing, I was still drawn to God by the awesomeness of the outdoors. I would look at the sky. Sometimes there'd be three skies, really, but no, just kidding. But I would look at the mountain, I'd be walking. I would say, Whoa, I sure wish I knew how all this happened. Oh, yes. You can't be outside and breathe in that invisible oxygen into your heart, and the heart goes boop, 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 boop. Some people's heart goes fast. Some people's heart goes boop, boop, boop. But you can't do that. You can't, you can't breathe in that pure oxygen. Look up there at that sky, and, and, uh, and then uh, through that they tell me that every eyeball is different than every other eyeball in the whole 7 billion people in the world? Whoa! I can't look at little Finn and, and not behold the glory by creation, by the design of God. How precious is a soul in the sight of God that DNA that you carry around, it's one of a kind. Your thumbprint is one of a kind. You'll never be replaced. You'll never be replaced. And no matter how noble you are in life, there are some... Listen, this is where... I. I I'm thankful to God that I was drawn to Him in both ways through the manifestation of, I believe, the glory of God somewhere and then the urgency of my soul that was crying out, GK, you better find help in a hurry, buddy, because you are in a world of hurt. 
Oh, I'm thankful, and that's the hope that we give to the that's the hope that we give to the world, folks. We tell them that yes, there is hope for your healing. Yes, there is hope for your eternal soul. Yes, there is hope in your future. All you got to do is know who to ask. Got to know who to ask. If I need a thousand dollars, then I go to my youngest daughter, Autumn. She's rich. Devin needs a snack, he comes to me. Oh, listen to me. God is the chorus that they were singing. There's no mountain too tall, and there's no, what, what is the other one, too small? Problem too small? None. God cares for you and me. And he did it because he wanted, listen, for a couple of thousand years, he showed his glory through different signs and wonders. But it was when he took on flesh and he began to manifest the real character, the nobility, the royalty of God that came down so that you and I could become the sons of God. That's when he became, when he began to manifest his glory, the God man. So the man believed. Jesus said, go your way, your son lives. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he went his way, his servants met him and saying, your son lives. He inquired of them the hour when he got better. They said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, he got better. So the father knew that it was at the same hour. Listen carefully. And which Jesus said to him, your son lives. I want you to know that the word of God is just alive right now as it ever was back when he was alive in flesh. The word of God is alive. It is powerful. It is anointed. The manifestation of the Holy Ghost is present. Whatever you need, he can do. Whatever you believe, he will do. So the father knew, listen to this, I love it. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. You understand is the miracle had already happened. He just hadn't got there yet. I've experienced that. I have walked into my miracle thinking that it was, you know, doubting, you might say. Doubting. You all never doubt. The preacher doubts once in a while. I confess. Thinking, God, that's too big for me. You can do that for, you know, so-and-so, but it's too big for me. You can't, you know. You understand is the miracle had already happened he just had to get there. Come on. 
He had to make the journey all of the time believing. He hadn't seen it yet, but he believed it. That's the second greatest miracle is the hour that you first believe. It opens the door for whatever other future miracle that you need in your life. Listen to me carefully. This man was a pioneer. You know why? Because this was the second miracle. Jesus had never done a healing up to this point. It had never happened. Ever. He was the pioneer. Who are you going to go to? Well, uh, hey, did, Brother Long, did, did God work? Did it work for you? He didn't have that to go to. He was a pioneer. Furthermore, a miracle had never occurred in his family before. I am a walking miracle. That young lady back there is a walking miracle. I have, there's no seven kids in my family yet. I am the walking miracle. You know why? Because I believe that Jesus Christ is who He said He was. And I believe that He can and did and still does a miracle in my life. Second greatest, listen, the, the greatest miracle is when He manifested Himself in human form. But the second greatest miracle is when He come knocking on your door and He said, hey, hey. And furthermore, it had never, a miracle had never happened in His city. He was a groundbreaker, friend. He started, listen, God chose that man to begin to manifest not just turning water into wine, but he was setting the stage for a future ministry that was going to absolutely rock the world when he would call people from the dead and heal blinded eyes and walk on water. But it took this man, took his faith to begin what God wanted to start. You know what? It takes you to start the miracle that God wants to flow into your life and then into your family's life and then into your neighbor's lives and then into your town's lives. No amens? You, you are the instigator. I am the pioneer of faith in my family. Ed, how many of how many are sitting here first first generation apostolics? You're pioneers, man. 
pioneers. You broke ground. You broke the cycle of sin. You showed your family. You showed the world. Not that you're something special, but you showed them the glory of God that is now manifest through you. Oh, he'd never healed anyone before. It was a first. Woo! The hour we first believed was the door that opened up the miracle for us. The miracle already happened. We listen to me. First time I walked into a Pentecostal church and I heard this saving message, it touched me deeply. But the thing that really touched me was how the people responded in their worship. Hello. They weren't sitting on their hands. They weren't, you know, fiddling around. They were expressing somehow. They wanted to express how glorious, how magnificent the God was that saved their soul. And it got me. Hook, line, and sinker. Little did I know. Listen to me. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Little did I know that all I had to do was keep walking. And there were miracles that were just awaiting for me along this journey that I am taking with Jesus. And He is not done with me yet. The further I walk, the more opportunity I give Him. Try to bring these two miracles into the now. His glory is manifest here this morning. Yes, it is. His glory is here today. Listen carefully. The Bible says that in Mark 9, Jesus comes from Mount Transfiguration. The Scripture says that Jesus was transfigured before Peter, James, and John. Listen. And He began to shine brightly with divine and regal glory. Watch carefully and listen carefully. The voice no longer comes from Mary Whatever he says, do it. Listen carefully. The voice is from heaven. This is my beloved son. Listen to him and obey him. Yeah. Listen to him. What is the Lord speaking to you today? He came down from His glory to minister to those in need. And He was met by the man that had a son that was possessed. It threw him in the fire. Every time he would have these, para, these epileptic fits and he would be thrown in the fire and everybody stood around. They couldn't do anything about it. You know the story. And, and they said, Lord, you know, disciples couldn't do this. And, and uh, 
the Lord healed him. Listen, this was not a nobleman. This was a man, we don't know too much about the father, but we can pretty much draw a picture. He had a son that was in dire straits, just like the nobleman, but watch what happened. The, the, the three, Peter, James, and John, they witnessed the glory of God in Christ like they had never seen him before. They were overcome by the whiteness and the brightness of his glory. Nobody had ever saw that before. The Bible says that he came down, though, and when he got to level ground, he found the needs that are always there. Listen, you and I, we, we, we live, the Bible says we go from glory to glory. Hello. We all with unveiled face continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory which comes from the spirit of the Lord. He's here today. He's here today. I believe very strongly that he is here today. And we live, believe, born again believers, all right, walking with God. We live, we live, listen, problems come, challenges come, friend. It's the day that we live in, there's things that, that want to slap you alongside the head and, and make you, you know, crawl in a hole somewhere, share it with a rabbit or something. But no, I live in a glorious state. Let me close with this as they come to the... Let me close with this. And I wanna, don't want to take anything out of context, but let me just say this. The New Testament says that a woman is a man's glory. You know that. Does the Bible say that? Give me a couple of amens. Okay. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Do you know that you are of the espoused bride of Christ? Do you know that you and I, do you know that you are the glory of God on earth? You are the sons and the daughters of God. You are to radiate His glory because you are His glory on earth. We, we, are, meant, we are to radiate that glory. As you stand with us today, he began to manifest his glory. Oh, come on. We, we, we got we to gotta take this as, and understand that the Lord wants to do whatever he's doing. He wants to do greater things.
whatever he has done all, so far in your life, if you're alive and kicking, okay, and you got half a brain left, he's not done yet, okay? Why wouldn't we ask? Lord, are you still asking for the salvation of your family? Or have you stopped? Why not at least ask? Lord, will you, will you do this for me? Will you do this for me? You know somebody that's sick? Why not ask? Why not ask? Lord, will you bring healing to this person? Lord, this person needs a miracle. Will you do that for me? Will you do that? Well, I believe that if it is in, if it aligns with the will of God, he will do it. Got to be in his will. Got to be in his timing. See, the check may already be in the mailbox. You just haven't opened it. I say that because that happened to me on an occasion. And ultimately, it turned out to be a $10,000 check. I had already, I had already said, Lord, you're done, apparently. I had made a vow and a commitment. and I said, Lord, if you, you'll do this, I will do this. And it stopped. It was like on a five weeks, I think. And it had stopped, and I said, okay, fine. I went to the mailbox on Monday, and the check, the check had been post. It had been dated days before. And all I had to do was get to the mailbox. Listen to me. That's the way it is sometimes, is that you just have to make the effort to keep believing until it happens. So if you need, if you are in need today, if you, if you, whatever it is you need, if God, if, if you need the Holy Ghost today, if you need a refilling today, if you need a healing today, what, if you've got issues that with whatever or whoever or whatever, if you need a miracle today, why not at least come and why not ask? What do you got to lose? tell people, I say, hey, this is 100% guarantee. This is 100% guarantee. If you choose to live for God, live with Him all your heart, everything that is within you, for a period of one year, one year, if it don't work, you can have your old life back. That's a guarantee. It's a guarantee when you get baptized, your sins are remitted. It's not a 90% work time, you know. It doesn't work just part of the time. Well, did it, will it work? It's a 100% absolute positive that when you repent and you are baptized, your sins will be forgiven. Period. It works 100% of the time. 
or whatever it is that you need. Maybe it is that you would, why don't you ask God for a, a new, something new in your life to help, ask Him, say, hey, Lord, will you, will, will you show me your glory in this way? Don't know. Would you come this morning? Would you come? Gather around the altar, spend just a few minutes. They find something to play and sing. And Hallelujah. If you need special prayer, we're here for you today. If you need special prayer, we're here for you today. Amen. Oh, Lord, that should be the name of the Lord. When I an awesome wonder Consider all the world thy hands have made. Oh, I see your stars, the rolling thunder, oh God, thy power throughout. The universe display, oh Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds I have. Has made. Oh, I see your stars. I hear your rolling thunder. Thy power throughout the universe is. God, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art! Oh, thank You, Lord! How great Thou art! Sings my soul, thy Savior God, to thee. How great you are! How great, how great you are, Lord. Then sings my Oh, my Savior God, to Thee, how great Thou art, oh, how great, oh, how great You are, oh, that sings my soul. 
miracle will happen. A miracle will happen. A miracle will happen in this place. A miracle will happen. A miracle will happen. A miracle will happen in this place. Oh, with Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen in this place. With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen in this place. With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen. With Jesus it will happen in this place. Chains are broken. Eyes are open. Miracles are in this place. Hearts are mended. Grace extended. Miracles are in this place. A miracle will happen. A miracle will happen. A miracle will happen in this place. Oh God, you are awesome, Lord. A miracle. Oh God, yes. We believe it, Lord. We give you praise, God. We give you glory, Lord. We lift you up, God. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen. Oh, heal us, God. Heal us, God. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen in this place. Chains are broken. Eyes are open. Miracles are in this place. Hearts are mended. Grace extended. Miracles. In our heart, in our lives, hearts are mended, grace extended, miracles are in this Oh, yes, Jesus. Oh, yes, Jesus. 
you join with the worship team let's just lift our hearts let's sing this let this be our closing prayer would you come on how great is he oh sing it unto the lord Sing it again, would you? Lift your heart to Him. Believe Him for something special this week. Come on. Form that prayer in your mind. Form that miracle in your mind. Come on. What's it going to harm? Believe Him for it. Ask Him for it. Hallelujah. Tell Him how great He is. Tell Him how great He is. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh Lord, oh Lord, how great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, oh see how great, how great is our God. Hallelujah. Can we just wait on him here for just a moment or two? Let's just, the Bible says, wait on the Lord. He will renew your strength. How about if we just wait on him for a moment? There you go. There you go. In that moment, let him bless your soul. Let him bless you. Let him bless your soul. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Let the refreshing come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you need to go, if you do need to go, you're dismissed, but we're not going to break the altar right now. We're just going to keep it going. Hallelujah. But if you need to go, you are dismissed in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God. Jesus.
Jesus. Jesus. We're going to pray and be dismissed. A couple of prayer requests that I have been made aware of this morning. Brother Paul Thompson is not doing well health-wise. And Brother Jester, if you remember, continue to pray for Brother Jester. Amen. Your son, Brother McKinley. Nathan.
Oh, yeah, Brother, Brother Elvis's father passed away. Bishop Roy passed away, and remember to pray for them, Brother Elvis and his family. How old, your, your son's got cancer, you said? How old is he? 50s. When it hits home, it becomes urgent, doesn't it? Comes urgent. That's why we come together. One of the reasons we come together is we we're we're going we we continue to believe and we continue to ask in prayer. We, and while there's life, there's hope. God don't need a thousand years. He doesn't. So we're going to just, we're going to remember to pray for these things. And one more time, if you would, just lift your hearts to the Lord. Amen. And uh, come back Wednesday, Wednesday night. We'll have a good Bible study. And, and let, me, let me just encourage you, those sometimes it's difficult to come on Wednesdays. Try to be here. And why not come expecting this on Wednesday night? Why not? Why not? That's what we that's what we do, that's what we believe. We might as well. Amen. Most Heavenly Father, we are so very thankful, Lord, that you chose us and that you drew us, O oh God, and called us out of a dark world. We thank you, Lord, that you gave us enough intelligence to receive a knowledge of your glory, the glory of God that we find only in Jesus. We thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, for your continuing presence. It always is in us and abides around us. We thank you for what you've done here this morning, this afternoon, and we pray that you would continue, Lord. Oh, God, continue to do even a greater work. We promise you that we will give you the glory that only you get from us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. And we might have a full day of good weather. I'm not promising, okay, but maybe today it's a, it's a whole day of good weather.